All right, well, hey, folks. Uh, we are headed to John 5 today, but um, first, I want to talk about one of the coolest military strategies ever. Okay, um, we all know what camouflage is, right? It's a, obviously, it's a way to hide stuff by making it blend. Uh, to get fancy, that's called high similarity camouflage, um, but that's only one kind of camo. The opposite of high similarity camo, or, or blending in, is called disruptive camouflage, and it's actually, weirdly, high difference. So instead of making things blend, it's camouflage that actually makes things stand out. Um, the best example of this is World War I uh, ship camouflage. Um, it is impossible to make a ship blend in on the ocean seas. Uh, the, 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 um, the lighting and the coloring of the water, constantly changing. Same with the sky, constantly changing. Um, not to mention, if you think about it, the, the smokestacks that were basically like tracking devices for the enemy. Um, there was just no point in trying to hide a warship. And as a result, in the early going of World War I, German submarines were sinking, think about this, as many as 50 British ships a week. And so it was decided that the best way to protect the ships was not to make them invisible, but to make them harder to hit. Um, and that is when razzle-dazzle camouflage was born, uh, just like this. The ships were painted in these like wild, <laughs> vivid, erratic patterns, um, making them more visible, not less. Um, one American Navy captain said that his fleet looked like a flock of seagoing Easter eggs. Um, the idea is to create such like disruptive patterns that from a distance, you couldn't tell what was what. So like they were literally hidden in plain sight. So like the bow looked like the stern and forward looked backward and left looked right. Um, it was hard to tell what direction they were going, what speed they were traveling. Like it was brilliant. They couldn't hide them. So they made them busy and confusing and disorienting, which was enough to make the submarines missed. In other words, the Germans got razzle-dazzled. Um, now, uh, listen, our, our enemy would love to make Jesus invisible to us, um, to hide him from us. But the moment Jesus hit the scene, he could not be hidden. <laughs> he, he, he was blatant and obvious and direct. He had authority over sickness and death and nature and sin and demonic forces. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. There is no hiding Jesus or his claims. And so, because our enemy can't possibly make Jesus invisible, he uses razzle-dazzle uh, to throw us off. He makes spiritual matters complicated or political or controversial. He makes simple ideas and concepts confusing and direct statements makes convoluted and he stirs our emotions so that we get disoriented and 
as a result, like the obvious target gets harder and harder to hit. In other words, we get razzle-dazzled. Um, so in John 5, we're, we're going to see here Jesus be as direct and obvious as he is anywhere in Scripture, especially um, in the latter part of the chapter that we're going to look at next week. And what's happening here is our, our enemy, is, he is working frantically to obscure what's obvious, trying again to hide Jesus in plain sight. Um, so at the beginning of chapter 5, what happens is Jesus has a conversation with a man who had been sick and disabled for decades, 38 years. Um, and Jesus heals him, like, instantly. Um, and, and Sharon actually preached a great sermon about their conversation that day a while back. So what we're going to do today is we're going to focus on the aftermath of that. Um, when this newly healed man picks up his mat and walked, and somehow the Jewish leaders were furious about it, um, because apparently, uh, all because it was happening, um, on the Sabbath. Um, and that somehow made the healing a bad thing. So, uh, let's quickly look at the text here, uh, starting with verse 16. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always working and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his Father, thereby making himself equal. So, okay, um, here's the thing. The Jewish leaders were supposed to be looking for the Messiah. And Jesus, um, he didn't hide this at all. Um, it's, it's all over the chapter. He's so blatant. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm God's son right here. He's my father. I do his work. I just healed that guy. There are miraculous things happening all the time. And this all happens in broad daylight and in public places. And these leaders, they were supposed to be like the watchmen, you know, constantly on the lookout for any sign that the Messiah had come and here he is, right in front of them, doing lots of Messiah stuff and checking lots of Messiah boxes, and they never even considered it. Um, they had been so razzle-dazzled by an endlessly complex web of rules, most of which, by the way, they had made up, but they were so razzle-dazzled that they couldn't see the, the most obvious thing. Um, Satan got them so tangled up with rituals and, and rule-keeping that they forgot that they were looking for a Savior. So in, instead of recognizing that and saying, yes, okay, granted, he did break one of our made-up laws, but this, this man, he, he has been healed and he's been restored, and this Jesus guy is claiming to be God's son. Maybe we should look into that. Instead of that, instead of the obvious conclusion and they planned to kill him. And they believed they were doing God's work in the process. That is about as razzle-dazzled as it could possibly be. And then worse still, um, they, were all, they were like razzle-dazzling the people all around them. Initially, all the people around were, were celebrating and they were stating the obvious going, well, this is, this is awesome. That guy was healed. And who's this Jesus guy? Like maybe he's the Messiah. They were on track. But the Jewish leaders were there to, to cast doubt and make them wonder, to, again, to confuse and convolute, to distort, to distract. 
to pull them away from the obvious, and actually to pull them toward this ludicrous idea that this was somehow a bad thing that had happened. Now, these Jewish leaders, they, they may have been well-intended, but I think it's, they, they were so razzle-dazzled. Jesus wasn't hiding that he was the Messiah. He was announcing it, but they, they just they didn't have eyes to see it or ears to hear it. They definitely did not have hearts to receive it. And so instead of celebrating, they, they attacked. Now, here's the thing. Um, it's really easy to dump on the Pharisees. Um, they, they're pretty much the suckers of the New Testament, and it's, it's fair, okay? But, but here's the thing. Um, we tend to read the Bible through rose-colored lenses. Um, and when we place ourselves in the story, we tend to place ourselves in the hero role. Um, when we read about Israel rebelling, um, we tend to think about you know, those people and their rebellion and not, I mean, at least not by default, consider our, our own rebellion. Um, when we read about the Pharisees being legalists who miss the point and we try to learn from the story, we, we usually don't, again, by default, we don't imagine ourselves as the Pharisees in the story. But sometimes we are, you know, like sometimes we're the Pharisees. Sometimes we're the disciples who miss the point of Jesus's teachings and are obsessed with who's the greatest. Sometimes that's us, you know, sometimes Sometimes we are the Israelites in rebellion or the Gentiles who are invading or the Pharisees who know God's rules but don't, they don't know anything about his heart. The fact is we all get razzle-dazzled sometimes. Um, and we look right at Jesus and don't get it, you know? Or, or, or we'll sit through church without really engaging or seeking God or, or, or like go through the day on autopilot knowing, knowing that he is king and he is Lord and he is friend, but never along the way turning to him as king or Lord or friend. Jesus is like, he's like the obvious answer that we too often miss. Um, folks, I, to know that Jesus is the answer to our every struggle and then to struggle throughout the course of a day and then never turn to him in the midst of that struggle, even though he's happy to walk with you through all of it, guys, that's the height of being razzle-dazzled. Like, we, we get duped and distracted and misdirected. Here, Jesus is the easy answer on the test that we all know full well, but we overthink and somehow manage to get wrong. Now, if I can go back to something I, I, that I keep returning to, if we believe that all of life is Christocentric, but then we don't build our lives around him, you know, make our lives Christocentric, that's getting razzle-dazzled. So, um, as we try to personalize this, let's, let's just think about the main and the plain, all right? Like the, the, the most obvious stuff, the stuff that all believers know and agree on. Uh, like if, if, if you know Jesus, um, but the most obvious stuff isn't happening, then you've been duped, all right? You've been misdirected. So let's, let's think about it, okay? If, as a Christian, you set your budget 
and you forget the poor, then you got razzle-dazzled. Um, if, as a Christian, you make your schedule, but you don't make time for daily prayer and scripture, then I love you, but you are so razzle-dazzled. If, as a Christian, you have not befriended your neighbors, you've just been completely razzle-dazzled. The, the, the most obvious stuff, the basic main and plain of following Jesus. Here's the thing, our enemy can't hide it. So he, he scrambles it. He obscures and convolutes. And I'm, I'm pleading with you, don't get razzle-dazzled. Don't let Jesus get hidden in plain sight. And, and honestly, here's, here's the scariest one. If you've been like doing the Christian thing and saying the Christian stuff, but there isn't like real and apparent transformation in your life, if, if you aren't different because of Jesus, if you aren't surrendered to Jesus, then you have fallen for the ultimate razzle-dazzle. You've been duped into thinking that you've been born again. Duped into thinking that you're all set. So um, let's, let's have some courage here and, and, and do some digging. Um, if you're a Christian, then, then look at the most obvious metrics. You know, the stuff we all agree on. And then ask yourself, yes or no, if it looks like you've been razzle-dazzled. So I think it's a pretty obvious list. How, how about the way you, you spend your time? Um, you know your own schedule, uh, the way your hours get invested, the time spent in prayer, in worship, and scripture. So what do, you, what do you see there? Or secondly, what about your, what about your thoughts? If you studied your thoughts carefully and analyzed them, would they suggest that you've been razzle-dazzled? What about, what about your ambitions and your, your dreams? Um, are, are, they, are they about spiritual things? Um, and what about your friendships? So would your friendships declare that you are on a mission for God or would they actually say that somewhere you've gotten, you've gotten misdirected? And then finally, Jesus, Jesus makes this so incredibly obvious that the clearest metric is our finances. Does your budget say that God is your king? <laughs> is your budget Christocentric or does it suggest that you've been razzle-dazzled? Um, so here's what I'm saying. Guys, like, let's, let's not be on autopilot, you know? Letting the obvious stuff get obscured and then miss the whole point. Um, we might, we might need to like snap out of it today, like right now, and realize like Jesus is my everything. I know that, but, but he's not, you know? Like he doesn't, like maybe you'd say he doesn't rule my days or, or fill my thoughts or direct my steps or guide my choices. In fact, he's in the background. I, I think we can all see that if we believe in Jesus as Lord, but he's somehow in the background of our lives, then we've been razzle-dazzled big time. So um, today, let's, let's seek the Lord, let's repent, um, um, let's see clearly, and then let's put Jesus in his rightful place, which is first and 
foremost.